so yeah, I kind of I'm really, really happy to be here with amazing women around the table. And I'm really happy to be part of this. I have this thing about tribes, you know, things that you want to be part of in life that you feel you know what, but I, I feel it feels right for me to be here. So that whole idea of um, what we as females and uh, women in the social enterprise sector can do invigorates me. And um, I think I'm long enough in the game now to feel that I don't need to make excuses about that anymore, that I can do business with anybody, but that there is a strength and there is a responsibility, even from my point of view, to make sure the ladder comes down after me and that we, people get the same opportunities I did. Um, so I suppose when I was preparing, so, there's, so I never prepare for anything. So Caroline sent me an email, which I didn't read. <laughs> then she had to send me another one to prompt me and say, no, 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 you're a way off target. This is what we need to work on. And when I was thinking about it again, thank you, Caroline, for your, because um, you need to be quite direct with me. <laughs> so when I was thinking about it, I, I went through a whole lot of thoughts of, you know, what's got me here? And what's got now where it is? And the first thing that people say to me is, oh my God, now is everywhere. They're doing really, really good stuff. And that makes me feel really proud. But also I know the background to it. I know there's a lot of work goes into that. It's not all as smooth as everybody thinks. Some things look better than they are. And that's okay. And I think that's the thing that I would be hoping, you know, if you take one of the things to take away from it today is that, you know, anybody can do this. They really can, and I would be really encouraging people to think that way. But I wanted to be a little bit, I, I wanted to ensure that you felt encouraged because it's really easy in this, feeling, uh, in this area to feel a bit overwhelmed. So I wanted to make sure you felt that, but I wanted to make sure that we were challenged as well because my feeling is that doing good is no longer enough. And my feeling around that is I've been involved in now for 18 years. I've helped set it up. And I'm really, really good at doing the piece about what's important about now and our participants and that story and the whole reason why I tick and the organisation ticks. And I think here, in what I know of the context of the people I know, we're really good at that part of it. But, you know, the, the bit for us now is what's next? Like, so what? If you're going to be a social enterprise, we have to get really, really brave and bold about the numbers as well. So I've been in the past where I've been able to uh, divert the questions when people say to me, so are you making money? And then I would get all red and all flustered and, well, it's not really about the money, it's about the participants and, you know, it's all about that and, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then I started to think, well, am I, are, am I running a charity or am I running a social enterprise? And either of those is okay. But I was running a social enterprise, so I wanted to know about numbers. I wanted to be really, really brave. And one of the most challenging things that happened to me in the early days, because I've been very clear about what I know and what I don't know, and I love being surrounded by people who have different brains than me and know more than me, and I've never felt threatened by that. So I have a really, really commercial board, and they'd say to me, so, your catering business, and in those days, Loaf was... Um, a lot smaller than it is now, and they'd say, so, is it making money? Oh, well, it's not about making money, it's about the participant, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and, then, and then one of my board members said, so, can you just strip the funding out of your P&L and, and bring that information back to the board? And I was terrified. 
because everything we did was um, cemented by funding. And once you started to strip it out and look at it, you had to look at the business differently and you had to think, actually, do you know what? Some bits are commercial and some bits aren't. And there's loads of bits that what, of what now does that are based on delivering to our participants. And they could be charitable work, but if we're going to do a social enterprise, it has to wash its own face. That's the question. That's the thing that I say to people. Show me the numbers. Do they make sense? If they, this isn't a sustainable business, why are we doing it? And I think for us in the room, that's a really big challenge for us around it. Once you take away the we do good, because we all do, so then we're all in that field. Where is the commerciality? What is it? Where is the sustainability and the growth? And that's what's really interesting me at the minute. Um, we have a very clear strategy. One of the reasons why we're successful is I'm very, very clear about where we're going, how we're going to get there, and very clear about the numbers. And the focus we would have are around people, purpose, and profit. So when we're looking at people, I just want, like I said, to be surrounded by really great people and then I want to get out of their way and let them get on with doing really great things. But with that includes the whole idea of your staff, your board and your mentors. And I think that's important for us. We need people to challenge us. I would be the first person who could flip a conversation. Somebody would try to challenge me about something and I'm a really good talker and very convincing and I could spin it right round to people. But but it doesn't matter to you, Maeve, because you do really good stuff. And that's not good enough. I want people who say to me, I know you do good stuff, but what are you going to do about this? And have you thought about that? And why aren't you doing that? And I think we need to surround ourselves by people who challenge us and hold us accountable. So I would always be encouraging us to think about that, that it's not, there, there is an element of support, but there's also an element of challenge. Uh, and I suppose for purpose, it's been... I've never, that one of the things that's been easy for now group and myself is to look at clarity of purpose, but what I've been practicing is telling our story. Because in the sector, it can be very confusing for other people. So my example would be, you know, people talk about your elevator pitch. You get into the elevator and somebody says, what do you do? Oh, I did it again, blah, 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 blah. And we do this and we did that and I could see the panic in people's eyes, oh my God, what is she talking about? Is this a charity? Is she going to ask me for money? What does it have to do with me? So what we're very clear about now is what is important to us and what's in it for others. And I think we need to challenge ourselves. Just that idea of doing good isn't enough. There has to be the story that you keep telling and you build the right culture. You should feel it when you go into an group. Anything we do, it should feel like something that's belonged to, to us. And anybody who's involved with us has to sign up for that. And I think that idea of what we used to have where people would say, well, I just want to do good stuff, isn't enough. They need to be rocking up with their A-game every day and they need to be focused on the idea that we want to be sustainable. And we ask, and when we interview people, we talk about our grit statement. People need to know it's not easy in this sector. It's not a nice, nice to have, nice thing to do. You should expect change. Look at being commercial drive the value and we're really trying to challenge people around that and I think we as female leaders need to think about that as well. Um, and I always think it's important to ask so what? So lots of people find me too direct 
Um, and I don't have an issue with that now. I used to have, I'd be, I'd be dying to ask really hard questions. I thought, well, I better not because I might offend somebody. Now I just want to know. And I say to people when they're inducted, I'll ask. But it's not because I'm putting you on the, on the, in, on the spot. I want to know. I want to know, like, what difference did you make? So if you're saying you do that, how do you know? Tell me your numbers. What happened? Are you making money? What is the margin? And I think those kind of conversations are the more uncomfortable ones we need to start having around what happens next. And they used to terrify me, but they have to happen if we're talking about growth. And then the bit that I think, I, I feel, and Amanda and I talk about this quite a bit, that women in the sector feel harder, feel, find it a wee bit more awkward. Making money and talking about it and being, being comfortable with saying, I love making money. I don't want to be, I want to be involved in things that make money. And I want to be able to know the numbers. And I think that's a bit that sometimes would, uh, my reflection would be men feel more comfortable about doing that. Women feel that they need to make an excuse for it. So one of the things I'll find is, well, we do this, but our social enterprises are never going to make money. It's not about the money. But they're not social enterprises, they're projects, and that's okay too. But we should be more confident. So some of the, the real, I could, you know, I think in life you have like shift changes. You know where you feel something, you get that, oh, I'm on a wave. There's something that's changed there. It's been when I've been really brave, when I said, I want love to make a million pound. And everybody went, shit, what she had again? She's been in another course. Uh, and I said, no, Loaf <laughs> is going to make a million pounds this year. That's her plan. Let's make it. And then everybody, if, if it's for the right reason and people trust you and they're with you and they're part of your culture and they understand, that's doable. And then you say, well, what do we need to do to get from one million to two million? Any other boardroom. Those are the conversations that would be happening. But in other places, it's, I know, but that's a wee social enterprise. We shouldn't be asking that way. And I think it's the numbers that are important and starting to look at that and making sure when you're making your turnover that you're thinking about profit and it's not just about ego. <laughs> you, know, you can make as much money, you can turn over as much money if you want, but if you're not making the profit, then what's the point? Um, and I would say, like, one of the things that... One of the best bits of advice I got was when I was starting to think about these things, somebody says to me, you just need to get your big girl pants on and go and do it. You need to say it. Once you say it, then you need to do it and you need to keep going. And I think there's something about saying it out loud. Because I'm in lots of boardrooms where men don't have a problem saying it out loud. And they don't actually, in many cases, feel that they need to deliver on it. But there's a hesitation that happens with women. So like there's a rehearsal you might need to do beforehand and you need, might need to do your homework, make sure it's deliverable. But if you say it and people start hearing it, it starts to happen. So that one million pound at Luff is now a given and nobody is phased by that. Now, the other thing recently I said, well, I want to work with, I want us to work with a thousand people. He <laughs> was like, what? We're only working with 400. But if they're behind you and they know it's for the right reasons and it's a leadership role, you can do that. So the numbers are important. We move from 20 people a year into jobs to 100. And then you say, well, what about 200? Anything's doable if you have the right structure. And I think the thing for me, just maybe summarising, it's that thing that Amanda said about where the opportunities are, because the future is about scale. And one of the biggest challenges I have is we're not maybe ambitious enough here. Well, one of the things is we're not really good at 
being confident about how good we are and you go elsewhere and you realise actually they're not any better, but they're at scale. It's bigger amounts and sometimes it's geographical here and everything's in silos and there's loads of people doing the same thing. And my challenge to all of us around the table is if we're going to scale impact and profit, how do we stop duplicating and start innovating? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>